The following is a presentation of Muddy River News. Welcome to the Abbey, a Quincy tradition. With six big screens, a new larger kitchen, and now more seating capacity, the Abbey is the place to be before, during, and after the big game. Come enjoy fan favorite appetizers, steaks, burgers, and a variety of daily food and drink specials. Can't join us? Carryout is available too. Now with the convenient drive-up window to better serve you. 1736 Spring in Quincy. Opens at 3 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday. Come join all your friends at the Abbey, a Quincy tradition. The Liquor Booth is your home for a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits. The Liquor Booth has two locations in Quincy, 3520 Broadway and 1500 North 12th Street. The Liquor Booth, where it's always happy hour. Hey everybody, welcome to the Daily Muddy. Today is, of course, Coffee Talk. And it's a very special Coffee Talk because we have another guest. And I will say, you have big shoes to fill when it comes to uh, guests on Coffee Talk. Our last guest was, of course, Mr. Ryan Hinkamper, um, which I have no doubt that you're gonna, you're gonna fill those just fine. So we have with us today, Jason Parrott, and he is the, what, the assistant? Assistant Planning Director for the city. Assistant Planning Director for the city of Quincy. And today's Tiff, Extraordinary. TIFF extraordinary. So we brought him on because last week, if you watched, we had a lot of questions about the TIFF. Um, and this all stems from new discussion about a new TIFF district, mm -hmm. which is German. Like it, the, the, the name is still, it, right now it's being called the German Village District. That okay. name okay. could change because the other ones have the boring names of TIFF East and TIFF West. TIFF so you could have a West. direction for that too, but but that's still for in the For this works. discussion, we'll call it Germantown TIFF District. Yeah, because I think that's kind of what we've referred to yep. it to start. Um, and the reason that, of course, you're here, uh, one, I'm very dense when it comes to TIFF, and I like to have a little information, a mm -hmm. little background uh, about things that are going on in the city, of course, but another thing that I'm very big on, if anybody's listening, is transparency. And I think that um, one of the things we've talked about is anytime TIFF gets brought up, it's almost intimidating, overwhelming, because no one is really clear, even some folks in you know, actually taking advantage of these, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the TIF or the funds. Um, some people can't explain it very well. So that's why you're here. There we go. Hopefully yeah. I can do that for you. The, okay, so you're gonna give us a TIF 101 explanation about we what will, it is. We'll try to do that. Okay. okay, so let's start with just high level, what it is, why it's there, uh, and kind of what the, the desired benefits are, right? So, so a TIF is a tool that the state provides to cities. And the easiest way to think about a TIF is the goal is to reduce blight, reduce vacancies. If you drive down certain areas, especially if you're driving in the downtown here, much fewer vacancies than years ago because there have been two active TIFs. We'll get kind of into the funding of that and how that works in a little bit. Okay. But then when you look at the area that we're talking about, the State Street area, the 8th Street area, you see more vacancies, you see more commercial buildings that are run down, you can see the blight in that area. This is a tool that the state provides to municipalities to try to address that by saying, we're gonna let you capture a different stream of funding and then use that to either work on infrastructure, you can work on private development, or you can work on improvements. An example of that is the downtown uh, rental rehab program for apartments that are up, upper story apartments. Okay. You can use these funds. You can't build new. That's one of the things that's key with TIFF. You can't do new construction with it. You could do infrastructure. A lot of times for the city in the past, it was fixing up a street, doing a streetscape, doing parking lots. 
after the TIF was a, the TIF West and the TIF East, and we're going to use these names every so often yeah. here, as they started to grow and generate revenue, they had more money to do other types of projects like the downtown rental rehab program, like some of the agreements that have been made with the 531 Hampshire, the proposed hotel there. Mm-hmm. But it takes money to get to that point. Okay. And, and the way a TIF works is, let's say you have a building that's in a TIF district. It's valued at $100,000. Those taxes are collected by the city, the county, the school district, John Wood Community College, and a couple of others. If a TIF is established, the value of that property is frozen at $100,000. But each year it's still gonna grow, let's say it grows 1% in value. Mm -hmm. So the next year it's worth $101,000. All of the taxing bodies will still be able to collect their taxes on that 100,000. But on that $1,000 that's new, that revenue all goes into the TIF fund. So the, the entire $1,000? Sp- the in- the, the, the taxed on the $1,000. Gotcha. Okay. So what would normally be going about 60% to the school, 14% to the city, to the county, all of that goes into the TIF district. So that is the portion that the schools and the county are, sac- are, are essentially giving up right. is just on that increment. Okay. So if it ge- goes up the next year to 102000 that extra $2,000 that the, the, the taxes generated by that $2,000 goes into the TIF. Okay. The 100,000 is still going to the school, to the county, to the park district. So what they're doing is they're saying, we understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to spur development in these areas mm-hmm. by using that increment. That's why at first, when the first TIF was formed in 1998, it was gonna take forever. You, it takes a lot of money. So the city had to put in money into that TIF fund before, to seed it. before they could start doing projects. Once that TIF is seeded and as it continues to grow, then you can start seeing the projects being done. TIF West, for example, it's about the taxable value on it that all the districts, all the school and everybody can still get is five and a half million dollars. Okay. But the actual EAV on it is $13.5 million. Okay. So the tax is collected by that $8 million in increment. That is what's going into the TIF, and that's how these more projects have been able to be be going on. Okay. So real quick, breakdown. Yeah, because <laughs> Ash and Brent, we, you know, we need to, like, no, no you did problem. a very, very good job, <laughs> I will say. Amazing. It was very, very good. That was amazing, yeah. actually. I, um, you are, you've been the clearest person yes, to break this 100%. down to me because I, I've asked a lot of people. And um, so since this is coffee talk mm-hmm. and we're talking to um, our coffee audience, I want to compare it to our cup of coffee. There you go. So last time I said that, you know, their taxes were frozen and they're not. Everyone still has to fill up their cup of the coffee mm-hmm. to whatever it is. Now, whenever the TIF starts, though, that's where... Say it stops right here, yep. it, um, 1998, yes. like you said. So then we fill up the rest of our cup with the frothy foam cream stuff that Ashley likes. Yeah. <laughs> and we siphon that off, right? Yes. And we're putting that creamy goodness into something else. Yes. But everyone is still filling their coffee cup. Yeah, they're getting all of the taxes. The school, the county are getting it all the way up to the froth. To the, to the froth. And then the froth, what is collected on the froth, that is going into the TIF fund, the taxes on that. So every so what that what the others are giving up is the froth. They're okay. saying you can use those tax dollars on that part. We're still getting all the way up to the coffee line. Okay. But the froth is where that money, the money generated by the froth is going into that TIF fund that can be used for TIF related projects. What was the first 
You said 1998 was the first TIF, right? The first was TIF that was East or West. That was West. TIF West was formed in 1998, and then TIF East was formed in 2010. And they're all they're kind all of supposed the downtown. To go, yeah, they're they're. And so it's, can we it's, just it's, say them for both for just for this conversation purpose? Can we call them the downtown TIF yes. and the German TIF? Is and, that and okay? And what you can do too is because they both now have the same. The city extended West, so they both have the same ending date of 2033. So both of those TIFs would end at the same time, 2033. Okay. Um, has the 1998 one been renewed? That was the one that was extended. It was extended for, I believe, 10 years. Are they generally always renewed? It, dep it That actually takes legislative action. The state legislature has to approve an extension. So if, so they go for 23 years, you can request an extension, but you have to have the state sign off on it. You can actually request a second, but that seems to be pretty rare. Generally, the state would allow you to do one extension, but it does require the legislature. It's not just something you can do locally. You have to get legislative approval to extend it beyond the original 23 years. When they're renewed, real quick, um, so is it the, say it's renewed, the 1998 mm -hmm. one was renewed. Is it renewed at that? tax yes, rate it, baseline just, from it just basically pushes the years back so, so whatever that starting so the downtown tiff right now is giving us the tax rate from 1998 yes whatever that was the value was frozen at and that's why now when you look at if you look at the two tiffs combined their original value is about i'm doing math in my head here about 11 million dollars but their actual eav that was their uh, eav their actual EAV is roughly $21, $22 million. Okay. So that increment is where the funding is coming in for the TIF. Okay. Would the increment happen regardless though, because with time and, I mean, isn't property taxes going up no matter what? Like that increment didn't the, just happen because depend, of the TIF, right? I think what you could look at with the TIF and, and looking at the downtown is do you think that it the the, the West TIF, and, and I bring that up because we've we've looked at that, has increased over that the time since 98 at a 4% increase on average each year. The question would be, and that's due to a lot of the improvements that it made. The question would be, do you think that those properties would go up by that same 4% if Regardless. there wasn't that investment going on? Right. That's how you That's how you look at sure. that. You yeah. think you'd be getting, sure. because in a lot of these areas, if they were considered blight, it's possible you could be seeing negative growth each year that instead okay. of the rate going up one percent it could have been going down one percent and that's why it was picked up for a tip property taxes ever really go down though well you're, you're talking uh, the assessed value of a property the assessed property of a value or value of a property can, can go, go down. down yeah whether if the tax rate increases like if the city and everybody's rates increase you could be paying more in taxes but if the assessment is going down there is a chance you could be paying less but that yeah. means your property is, is worth assessed, less yeah it's assessed less yeah okay so uh when you are talking about you know the schools and um, park districts and and I do have another question to go along this, with this, but um, when you say that they're willing to give it up, so how is the decision made to create a TIF and who's involved in that? Really, the starting point is the city just looking and deciding, do we need to look at a TIF district? Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's been brought forward by business owners and such to say, hey, you know what, if you created a TIF in this area, it would make it a lot easier for investment to happen in this area because I'm gonna invest in this building. As a result, the sidewalk could be repaired or there could be a parking lot uh, uh, repaired mm -hmm. too. So that's that's kind of the opportunity that's there. That's kind of like a well, duh, though. Is that not, not yeah. trying to be rude on <laughs> no, your part, no, no. but yeah. like, isn't that like, well, duh? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think, so when of you- Of course, like I would want 
when you're looking at that and that's where but it's but you're looking at the sacrifice yeah of what you what we're mm -hmm. giving up here and this isn't and nothing against yeah sorry i was just well and 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 the idea would be is if there wasn't that incentive to build up the parking lot or the sidewalk would the would the developer be interested in the project sure sometimes it's but for that uh infrastructure work is the the project wouldn't go forward but for that contribution you could say sure sure sure, so the developer won't the developer might say i can't afford to do this project if you're not going to work on some of this infrastructure right be it uh, an example is at eighth and jersey the extension of water and sewer lines Uh if that had to be on them they may have said we can't do it but for the city getting involved in that sure, process. Okay. So that's an example of, of where yeah. if there's no TIF there, the developer may say, wow, that's another. Could that not come though from a general fund? That would, you'd have to convince the city council to provide and, that money. And, this, to, and, and with TIF, you don't have no, the to? TIF still has, the TIF oh. still gets approved by the okay. city council. A TIF request would come forward. A good example is recently the um, downtown rehab program was there was one participant in the 600 block or the six, uh, Sixth Street block, and they put the, forward their proposal. The city council has to approve it. Okay. So it's not just uh, a, an agreement is reached and oh hey here's your your tip yeah. funding. It does have to go to the council. What you'd be doing then is going to the council and saying instead of fixing streets, instead of doing something else, we want you to repair the sidewalk in front of this potential development. If you can get a majority of the council to do that, you would be able to have that funding. If not, you could, they may say, well, you're taking money away from street repairs. You're taking money away from this. Whereas TIF, it can only be for these certain infrastructure type projects. So it's more designated that you can't use TIF to just go out and fix streets. You can't use TIF to just go out and fill potholes. They have to be related to infrastructure and such like as parking lots and, and such. Okay. Is TIF taking away from the general fund then? No, TIF is a, just is a totally separate fund. But aren't you frothing that cream out of the general there, fund? There when I portion, say general fund, no, I, mean, are, yeah. I mean the thing that all of Quincy the benefits city from. Would have, the, city, the city would have received about 14% if, if let's say the TIF district generated $10,000 mm-hmm. in one year. The, the city would be eligible for 14% of that. And that okay. would go into, and that would pay for areas, I believe it's such as uh, pensions yeah. and, and such. What the about I, schools and parks? Uh, that I don't know how, I mean- that Isn't that por- part of the general fund that it's kind of taking well, away no, you've from? Got the school, well, the, the school district, they have their own budget that they would receive. They would receive a portion of the froth that they would spend, and I don't know how the school oh, that, district would spend it. So and then it, the park district would, because the froth would have, if there was no TIF, that money would all have been spread out as it normally would. To but John so you're Wood. saying the the froth you can take out for the park and the schools from that TIF? No, froth? no, 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 the, no, the, no. So the froth is just earmarked for the TIF. The TIF. Okay. And if I'm understanding right, and this is kind of one of the questions, there is no money taken out for pension school district uh, no, park parks is, coming out of that froth. Yeah, there's and that's nothing. where it could have been had okay. there been no TIF. Essentially, with no TIF, there's no froth. But if you think about it in the sense of you have that froth area. You go ahead and say, okay, the city gets about 14% of the property tax bill. So that yeah. portion would go to the city. Yeah. The school gets about 60% of the property tax bill. Okay. So that portion would go to the school. The parks get about, I don't know, 10%, let's say. Okay. That would have gone to them. So they would have used that money how they could for the city. Those dollars would go towards pensions, pensions or yeah. I believe the library is yeah. one. There's a very limited actual number okay. of where the property tax revenue goes to. The biggest 
I believe two thirds of it goes to pensions okay. of the actual yeah. property tax right. bill. Okay, but for the city. So my question, I guess, is they're like budgets, obviously raised mm -hmm. through time, and say they come to the city with their budget, their proposed budget. We'll we'll use the park district mm -hmm. for example, and say it's we have a proposed budget of four million, which is I don't know, I'm just making up numbers. Mm -hmm. Yep. Two million more than last year. Who makes up for that difference? They, they're that like would is, it be people paying technically outside of the TIF? Like people it, that aren't in the TIF it could would be have what, what, what the what the parks, the schools, and such basically they have to make that decision and say we believe the future investment. We believe seeing that uh, increment of TIF West going from five million to thirteen million. So in the future, our tax base in that area alone will be thirteen million, not five million. They see it as that is the potential. There, it's a long term. TIF is a long play. Yeah. Which, okay. Yeah. Now and that you say that, key. I did read. Okay, so I read when TIF boundaries touch mm -hmm. that they can tap in or dip into the boundaries from before. So it, TIF East and West are touching, right? Mm -hmm. So the downtown TIF gets to kind of play on each other, right? Yeah, and that's. Go ahead. And then so the Germantown is going to be touching the downtown TIF, tri mm -hmm. TIF district, am I correct? It, sh it, w it proposed would be touching the so east So would they district. be to able to immediately dip into the funds from the downtown people? Yes, and that's one of the key things with TIF is if all of a sudden we were start, when they started TIF West from scratch, there was no money, it was not generating a lot. So the city had to put in motor fuel tax, the city had to put in capital to build that up. And over the years, as more projects happened, the value went up, the TIF was making up that money. If we were to say both TIF districts, TIF East and TIF West are gone, mm -hmm. and, TIF, and the German Village TIF is on its own, it would have to generate enough revenue over time to be able to actually do a project. But you just but said, isn't TIF supposed are, to happen with time, like you 20, said? Yeah. Like 23 yeah. years and what, is- And that's the thing. So why, yeah. why, I guess, would they, isn't it, I wouldn't like, I guess, the downtown people that have taking the time and put in the time with this. Is that fair to them that they're getting their TIF taxes tapped into from the Germantown people already? The the question would be, I mean, if they felt that that was something that they didn't, they could go to their council members and they could say, I don't want my money, but they see, they have seen the impact that it can have here. Yeah. And they can say, you know what, if we have this area is has had such an impact from it and we get this area, it's only gonna do good for Quincy. It's gonna raise the valuation. It's going to have more projects coming into town. It's gonna have more housing opportunities because you could start off with the downtown rental rehab program instead of just being focused down here in this part of the downtown, you could start having applications come in from the German village. That is one of the keys to being contiguous is being able to say, yeah, we, we have this funding available. We can start We can start doing this work down here and try to get you guys from the blight that you're seeing here to be looking more like the downtown. I, I believe one of the business owners and property owners was at the council meeting. He said, remember downtown 15 years ago and look at it now and look at how it's different. Yeah, That's what they're looking at for there. But no, it, it is true. I mean, you would have people who have been- There's only so much TIF though, right? Like, yes. I mean, you're, there's that was only, another question. Yes, there's only, you wouldn't yeah. want to share. I mean, people are, humans are humans. Like if I'm putting this much into whatever, I'm not really wanting to share. It's also, I guess this is also, about personal investment. Like I know mm -hmm. you said it's for the good of commu the community. Yes, but it's mm -hmm. about personal investment. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Well, a good well, example yeah, is the recent yeah. the good of, is it, the recent downtown uh, rental rehab program. Only one person applied. 
And many so only one person have. benefits from so, it? So yeah, one person, but others could have at the same time. Yeah. Every single- Could they have though? Yes. And anyone, if they had an, if they had a building and they wanted to renovate their property at that time, no one else. Did they know about it? Was this openly? Oh, it's, yes, it's, it's, it's advertised and everything like, because being coming through the city, it has to go through yeah. advertising and such. And they have to submit a sealed bid and everything like that. So it goes through that process. It's similar to the small rental rehab program that can be in other parts of the city. But yeah, it, it must go through that whole process. So the one person applied, but others could have. Okay. And so in it's, the same sense, somebody else could have come and complained and said, I don't want my money going to that project. Yeah. But it went before the city council and it was approved by the by the council. So for the brew house townhomes, I think is what they're being called, yes. right? So there is a, there's um, TIF money that's earmarked for infrastructure, pavement, sidewalk, something like that, yes. right? Um, so I think it mentioned like 230 some thousand dollars for something, whatever. Now is, does all of that come out of the TIF fund or is, do they have to match it or how does that work? Well, the, the match is what they're putting into the project. So their investment in the project is the seven and a half million dollars. Okay. And I don't, I, I know the numbers have changed, but what the city is invest or what the city's TIF is going into is the streetscape along yeah. 8th Street, okay. and then the extension of the water and sewer lines. Okay. There's a separate amount of funding from ARPA that is going into that project also. Okay. But what ARPA is doing is it is covering, if you put in a sprinkler system, you get building permit fees waived, okay. and you get water and connection fees yeah. waived. Okay. ARPA is supplementing that. So basically, they come up, they get their building permit fees, our office is the one that issues them. We don't take money from them. ARPA ARPA pays pays that. us for that. Okay. So that, but the vast majority of those dollars are TIF dollars. The, okay. the ARPA funding is, and I'm easily fifty thousand okay. or something compared to comparatively, the, to, yeah, yeah, comparatively to the okay. rest of that. So do we know what's in the TIF right now? Left money wise, yeah. like an amount. Yeah. I do not at this moment, but I don't track that. Um, the city has that okay. right offhand. I mean, because once there's no more TIF monies there's no more agreements, there's no more, and then you have to wait for it to, to replenish. Okay, so then that was another one of my questions. So, okay, real quick, back to the $7.5 million investment. Mm -hmm. So that so so when I have a TIF project, my investment that's already been made is what's considering the match of that. So they don't have to come up with the additional funds. No, what, they, to, what, what they're looking at is, what they're really wanting to see is the, the private versus public investment in that. So, okay. And, and let's just say, and that, that might be wrong, but let's say the total amount for the water, the sewer, and the sidewalk is $600,000. Mm -hmm. And then the investment in the project is 7.5 million. So you're saying, you, you would say, you'd present to the council, this is about 11 to one investment, private versus public. That's And that's just information provide the council. And then the council decides whether they feel that is worthy of being supported or not. Okay. If the council said no, then you can't just give them TIF. The council is the final say on whether the a project is, okay. gets the TIF. Okay. Okay. So then when you're talking about, so I, I know the advantages. Um, and of course, everybody wants to see Quincy, you know, of, you know, what is Bob's favorite saying? Rising tide raises all swimmers or something. <laughs> I don't even know what it is, but he tells me it all the time. It's one of my favorite things because you know, if we're all, if we're all getting better, of course we're all getting better. However, I think, and I'm, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here. I think there are losers in this. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of them would be almost the residents who are in these blighted areas uh, who are gonna see their property taxes rise. And I'm not gonna- well, There's no, no property taxes rise. Not even on How? residential. No. Because remember we're, 
they're still all the taxes are go they're just taxed on what the assessed value everyone in the is. tiff not yeah. just commercial the tip there's no increase no one pays any more because they're in a tiff but the they taxes will pay more. are diverted some of the taxes are diverted because of that but if, they're not going to pay if more you, than... if your house was if your house was valued at a hundred thousand dollars and your residential property in the tiff the only way you're paying more in taxes is if your value goes up which it will isn't that what the that's purpose the goal is? Of this yeah, and so that, that's what that i'm is. saying okay. that is okay so that's what i'm saying when you're a resident if i'm living at yeah. eighth and whatever jersey let's say yeah. and property tax everybody's making improvements with this tiff money um which i as a resident don't see the TIF mm -hmm. money, right? I may see mm -hmm. some infrastructure improvements or whatever, but um, a lot of it is being used to rehab, you know, buildings that are already there, commercial properties. Eventually those property taxes are gonna raise and I'm still paying- Because we're rising out of these blighted mm -hmm. conditions. Right, we're rising out of uh, blighted conditions. So that's one I would say, and I'm not saying, because I don't wanna, I don't wanna over exaggerate something. Yeah. I don't know the amount, um, you know, do you do you know like how much like a baseline raise in property taxes no, has and happened? No, that, and that's what I was gonna say, that the, yeah. the assessor's office would determine that. Okay. Would, would one project affect a tax um, EAV for your right. property? I don't know. Okay. I mean, you look at your own property tax bill in your area, is it going up every year kind of by what rate? Then yeah. you could say, then then that might be what you look okay. at. If it's gonna be a, a greater increase, that would be a question for them. We don't okay. deal with, but that, gotcha. but that, that is but what that you're is, looking at But that is a very <laughs> valid, um, and this, uh, you know, my goal and Brittany's, and I think yours, I mean, of course we wanna be very transparent, very mm -hmm. honest about what this is and why people should or should not, what are, you know, do the benefits outweigh the disadvantages? Yep. And I, you know, I wanna be very clear when we're talking about disadvantages, it's not, we're not trying to blow things out of the water or uncover some big hidden conspiracy, mm -hmm. um, but there are some things and another thing, like I mentioned pensions, um, we're very much in the hole as far as pensions mm -hmm. go, right? Like 126%, well, I, it, I, I think. I do not know. That's I, not I, your, yeah, that's not but, my realm. <laughs> but, let's, but I think we were, yeah. as of 2019, like every household would have to pay like $40,000 just to get caught up, I think. And one thing that, that when I hear a lot of this, the one thing I hear is more pension money is going to be kind of withheld. Not saying you're not, we're not gonna capture as much money to go into pensions with the more tiffs we have, mm -hmm. right? The less money we're gonna get, at least over the next 23 years and possibly more if there's a renewal. I guess, and the one way to look at that too would be is if you're in an area that is considered blighted enough to have a TIF district, you might uh -huh. be seeing declining in EAV. So it might be reduced the amount of money towards that anyway. Okay. If you're seeing properties that are continually falling, one year they're at 100,000, the next year they're at 99,000, the next saying. year at 98 they wouldn't be collecting that money anyway. anyway. But in this case, it's it's again, it's it's looking at the long term. If their properties, if you're starting to see those properties going from 100 to 99 to 98, then all of a sudden a TIF comes in, now it's 98, 99, 100, 100, 102. In the short term, that money is going into the TIF from the increment. But in the long term, once that TIF is expires. expires, then you have such a much higher EAV that you're gonna collect like, okay. As, and we've kind of gone back to it, but the TIF West is at 5.5 million in, in EAV when it was frozen. Yeah. And its current EAV is 13.5 million. Okay. So that's almost tripled the value sure. that the taxes are going to come in, which is going to be when it when it expires. And it is, it's still got about 10 years on it. Right. But when it does, that's a much higher amount. Okay. But it all depends on, too, is if you look at the properties, what direction they're going in now. If, if some of okay. these are going down anyway, you, would be, you wouldn't be seeing 
the higher payments because the, pre- gotcha. the EAV is going So it, when you said long game, it, it truly is a long game because eventually we're going to capture those tax dollars and it's going to be at a significantly uh, higher amount. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I do understand that. I do. I still have some questions about like the residents and how that's going to be handled. Um, but I think I this kind of clears it up a little bit for me. I mean, I still have some questions. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. I feel... I think I still feel the same about it. I feel yeah. kind of like we're, um, I don't know, we're kind of, I'm asking, are we like prioritizing correctly when we advocate for money for, you know, investors new or investors improving their their properties mm-hmm. over parks, schools, pensions, and the things that technically that froth is being withheld from the general fund. And when I say, again, general fund, it's the good of the all. The good of all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and I th- and it, it truly comes down to because you you look at again if if the properties are continuing to decline and you're continuing to see them lose value, you're losing that on top of it mm-hmm. already. So you so the not there would be less funding for those types of things as it is if you're seeing those values going down. So that is one way to look at it. I have I did look at the Adams County like property values. It was like I think it was 2015 to 2023, and there were nothing but increases. So I guess I don't see the the decrease, the decrease in, in the property every, taxes. Or, or, it was all of Adams County. I'll, I'll, I'll send you this spreadsheet. Okay. But um, it said something where there was pretty much all properties except for there was one, there was something that was questionable about it. I don't even want to mention well, it. When right you go now, in through, when you go in through, you can look, because we've looked at these from different years and there mm-hmm. are some years where you would see increases. And in I believe in this, the first time we looked at this district, I want to say at least a third of them had a decline from the previous year. So the EAV from 22, I believe had dropped from 21 and we've got that, we've got that, but, but that's how you're looking at these. But then in previous years, it might've went up too, depending on the, the climate. So what you'd be doing is for this area, we've looked at every one of those properties, we've mapped them all out and, and our map is not set in stone what we would do is the city what what the goal is is for the city to be able to hire a consultant to come in and they deal with this on a regular basis and they know what to look for and they may come in and say your map is off we we can focus on this area over here we need to go to this area over here this was just this map was just generated in-house and he's looking they're going to be looking at property values they're going to be looking at blight they're going to be looking at where the opportunities are and so what we've done is we've tried to get an idea as much commercial as possible. The goal is to cut residential out of a TIF. That was my question. That, yeah, you, you, there's a certain limit on how many residential properties you can even, that's why it kind of looks such a strange mm-hmm. thing. You're trying to put more commercial in and take out more residential. residential. You don't- Would okay. apartments be considered commercial Well, that's, or And that's one of the things, we, we actually would rely on the consultant to determine that because the tax, uh, the, the assessor's office is a, if uh, an apartment has six or more units, it's deemed commercial, even okay. though it's residential. So it could okay. factor in that six way as well. More. Okay. All right. But a duplex would not be. No, a duplex would be seen as residential. So that's the goal is to have fewer residential properties in a TIF and more commercial in a TIF. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, there's, this definitely clears, I mean, I, I think it clears it up. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily make everybody feel comfortable oh, yeah. with it but no, it I think no and I'm you know I'm kind of included because I think I can't I decide I just can't decide yeah. if it's okay if 23 years is too long for for me like or even 10 or what you know but it because isn't I think 23 I mean they they can start making improvements right away right 
No, well, but what the, I'm saying is capturing capturing yeah. the, the the final amount essence. of the tax dollars. So for the for the regular people in Quincy like me, mm-hmm. um, who aren't in a TIF district, we're going to have to wait until that kind of expires to see the benefit of it. So it's kind of like, what would you sacrifice now to get uh, more? tax dollars to go towards pensions, to go towards municipal services and infrastructure um, in the long run. Uh, I, I still have questions about residents and how decisions are made and, you know, kind of how do we how do we eliminate the factor of favoritism or um, because in a small town like Quincy, it is undeniable. That well, and that is one of the things yeah. we hear. We hear a lot is it's the picking of winners and losers. And yeah. one of the things is it is if somebody brings forward a proposal, it's not just a department head that's making that selection. It's going to the city council. And that's okay. the important thing to think about it is that these decisions are going to the city council and the, the city council is deciding whether or not this project should be funded gotcha. with with the TIF money. So that's that's one thing we hear. Another we've heard is why not do TIFs all over the place? Why not? Yeah, that was my question. What, one of the things <laughs> is you really want to focus it. There are communities, and I, I have a background being in Iowa um, in my previous job, there are communities that the entire city is a TIF. Yeah, that was, well, then you've basically cut off that additional funding for yeah. every single thing. One, one thing that Quincy has done is really tried to keep it tight, keep it focused to just this smaller area. So that way the rest of the city is still being tech. That's why you talk about the pensions and you talk about the um, the parks and such. This area com- uh, encompasses such a small amount compared to the whole amount of the city's right. taxes. So they're getting the bulk of the taxes are going there. It's a pretty small amount when you're looking at the blocks that are included. I think this this TIF is proposed at 14 blocks. Um, TIF West and TIF East are probably about. 35, 40 blocks combined. When you compare that with the rest of the city, right. it's a small amount that is the froth, as yeah. we've been calling it throughout. Right. Yeah. Things start small, though, mm-hmm. and they always get bigger. Well, and, and that was my question. And, Why wouldn't we just put all Quincy in one? I think yeah. it makes sense because it would take it would take funds away, but if we did it for a smaller amount of time, I don't know. Well, the, that, the length of time is the 23. Yeah. So that's where, and because they, the, that's Provided because it doesn't get renewed. Long, yeah. Which yeah. the 98 one was renewed. Right. Yes. Is that, okay. Yes. The ninety-eight okay. one was Sorry. renewed, so they're on the same. So that would be like thirty-three years total. Well, it, it, it is lined up with the twenty ten one now, so they're both. So it would be they're both expire in thirty-three. So that would it would be a twelve-year renewal. Twelve-year renewal from that one. So okay. both both the TIF West and TIF East are set to expire in thirty-three. Okay. And who decides if they renew? Is the the state, state legislature. Well, the city requests it. Okay. And then it has to go through the taxing boxes. That's one of the other things. This request does have to go before the school board. It does have to go before the park okay. board. They all have to. It's not just that was, the that, city yeah, can say, we're yeah, going to start this I, TIF. Yeah. They're all taxing bodies. They're all affected mm-hmm. by yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Now, if they, if the taxing bodies decide that they didn't want to do this TIF, mm-hmm. the city, there are rules in place whereby a, super major, by a larger majority, I'm not sure of the exact count, they would be able to say, yes, we're going to do this and we, we can do this anyway, but it takes a super majority to do that. Gotcha. That's why initially there, there have been meetings just on the, with the administration and with like the administration of the school district, just in brief, not mm-hmm. with the boards themselves, but just say, hey, we're looking at this. And, and we've been given the indication of, you know, you guys can go ahead and we'll wait and see. Because obviously when it comes to them, they have to look out for their constituents also, and they have to weigh the benefits of the increased development. They're probably feeling them out too a little bit now that some of these boards have changed. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of the boards have changed hands, so the decisions have probably changed hands too. So I would think like just in common conversation, you're 
feeling this out before mm-hmm. we bring this proposal, yeah. which I'm guessing they're feeling good. Now, I do know that, so like uh, on the school board, so one of, going back to favoritism, so one of the downtown business owners is now the president of the school board, and how does that and how does that play out? Uh, that would be a conflict okay. of interest yes. discussion okay. that's not yes, for me. Yes, not for you. <laughs> for, I have, but I just wanted to ask because I think it's it's really it important to understand how, you know, how these decisions are being made and, you know, as far as who's benefiting conflicts of interest, of course. Um, if we wanted to, if I wanted to be, you know, a, a downtown business owner, I know I, I can go to like realtors or whatever, but do you think, or do you know within the TIF, um, you know, overall overarching project, if there is like a list of properties that are, kind of um that are available for sale that are going to be included in this or oh, will once the map ooh, is created it's ooh. just whatever the map is created i mean that'd be a real question can i gotcha. add okay. into that yeah okay it's a little off subject but this is my new <laughs> my new subject yeah. of interest okay okay what you were just saying about properties and availability yeah the land bank what do you know about the land I bank? I am not involved in the land bank. I am not the What's right the land person. Well, crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I am not. Well, um, the land bank, I, all I, I mean, it's a, it's an, a form, it's, it's a board that attempt, the, the easiest way to explain it, at least mine, and like I said, I'm not involved with it, is they try to obtain properties before they get too dilapidated. So because, the criteria of the property is, uh, the, you don't really, no. okay. What, yeah. what I, work I know with the, a little I, bit about the land I was bank. Say, We're going to find somebody I, that knows a little bit yeah, about the land bank. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I'm not I'm that wondering, person. I'm okay. wondering, like, would if somebody, like you just said, conflict of interest, if they were sitting on the land, land bank board and they maybe were trying to, had a vested interest in real estate? Yeah. Would Every, that be a conflict I can of interest? T- well, yeah. I can tell you, I work with the uh, Quincy Planning Commission, and what we tell people is if they feel there's some sort of a conflict, for one mm-hmm. thing, they have to ask themselves, do I do I feel conflicted over this? And then we tell them, talk to the, the city attorney. If you describe the situation to them, if they feel it is a conflict, then you you need to declare that cl- conflict. Gotcha. That's, how we put, well, that's how we do it yeah. for the plan commission. Gotcha. How other boards and, and groups do that, I do not know, but it, that's kind of the easier way to do it. You have to first, for yourself, and then look at um, what legal might say, because they might say, well, yes, if you have a particular business interest, it, it would not be wise for you to participate in this gotcha. discussion. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. But we'll yeah. have to get we'll have to we have, uh, get yeah. the next expert on the hook for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, right. But I think this has been I mean, I've this learned a lot. And that too. was Thank my you so much. Yeah, that was my ultimate goal. I think it's just it's really Learning helpful. Two girls, yeah. drinking coffee, <laughs> right? Learning about the city, well, the county. I mean, yeah, I think it's you know, there's a lot of a lot there are a lot <laughs> of concerns about transparency. Mm-hmm. And I think one of of course our job is to bring, you know, the experts like yourself on to kind of talk about this stuff and inform the rest of us on what the hell we don't know so that there's not a lot of, you know. Well, and that's just, the thing. It's good to clear things up one way or the other. I, I appreciate having an opportunity yeah. like this because it is, I mean, and there's stuff we didn't even get into. Yeah, there's stuff I'm sure. I'm sure because well, you can come back anytime. I mean, yeah, we'll have round we're two. Sitting, yeah. We're sitting right near one of the biggest, most uh, upcoming uses of the TIF. Right. The Sixth Street uh, project. Yep. Yeah. We were able to go to the state and with our grant application, we got $2.4 million. Our match was TIF money. Yeah. Would the, the odds would the question would be would the council have put up that much TIF money to make this an uh, an uh, like a, a good application, project, yeah. or would we have just had no match to go? Isn't with? it the council's decision? I guess. Yeah, I'm they decided to do that, but okay. but without 
it, would the council have put 1.2 million in general fund into that project they would versus 1.2 in TIF? So they'd have had to find the 1.2 million yeah. somewhere else. So yeah. that's a, that's a and good example. And then you're example. explaining it to the rest of Quincy when this is like, you know, you're like, well, I'm just going to take this money from this section. Are you all okay with mm -hmm. it? Right? So, I, yeah, I think in my mind, uh, short-term disadvantages possibly, uh, long-term, hopefully bigger advantages. We'll have to see how that plays out as long as renewals don't keep happening. Uh, and as far as property availability and, you know, who gets to be involved and who's, you know, who's making decisions. And um, yeah, I know that, We've already had a, a lot of uh, experience with this with TIF West or East. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, um, so hopefully, hopefully the process is getting nailed down. I think we will have to kind of wait and see if it does um, benefit us in the way that we're hoping when mm -hmm. when the first expires. And, tr right? and truly, the next step in this is simply the study. Yeah, and, and how the study comes out will dictate a lot of where it goes forward. Now, the study here. that's coming in is it. I'm assuming it's someone who's experienced in doing this everywhere yes, the, else. The group is PGAV. He is he he um, did the Midtown Business District. Okay. And he worked on the expansion of the Enterprise Zone. Um, it's it it's a firm that more specializes in this. I mean, there's a lot of questions. Why don't you hire somebody local? Yeah. I'm sure they would look at that, but I don't know if the local groups would have as much experience. This person goes when they, there's a TIF meeting every year at the state level. Mm -hmm. And I believe actually people from Quincy are signing up for it now. Several people from the city go to learn about the updates on TIF. Okay. The person who would do our study is one of them that presents TIF information at gotcha. the state level. So he is somebody that is gotcha. prepared. And, and this is something he does on a regular basis yeah. with other communities. Well, and I think a lot of people, you know, who are saying, why couldn't we do this locally? That goes kind of back into the conflict of interest. So it's like, do we want to spend money with somebody who's a little more unbiased to come in and say, okay, here's mm -hmm. where it should be versus somebody down there who's like, well, I want to include this one. And this he's, he's going to look at but, yeah, and he's going to look at yeah. ours and and just say, nope, you're the, you should have never had your map go down this way. Yeah, we're going to take it this direction, and that's how he's going to look. He's we've we are estimating it just based on us driving the area, mm -hmm. looking at property values, and making sure they're commercial properties. Now, do you think that I'm sorry, I didn't no. mean to cut you off. Do you so that does the money for the study come out of the existing TIF? Out of TIF money, okay. yes. So okay. there's nothing out of the general fund for that. It would be paid for. Uh, from and I believe they but it's been budgeted to have that forty thousand dollars thirty six I believe it is yeah. for the and then four thousand for like expenses of travel and, gotcha. and such. Okay, what do you think? I think this was good. I think it was great. <laughs> I learned so much and Are I appreciate bulls, it. Jason? No, you guys were great. We so. David Adams called us pit bulls. Uh -oh. We can be. Well, I mean, we. Ch I there's a difference between attacking and just being, you know, curious. Yeah. And I think we're, a lot of us well, are just curious. Yeah. I, and yeah. I, curious well, and my, I mean, I was, in, I was in journalism for 15 years, yeah. and not with the TV side. No. Having right. the camera on me is a little bit different. Yeah. I'm you used did to the great. I'm okay. used to the radio side, but I always appreciate it and do now. If somebody has a question, that's why I tell people, yeah. even in the office now, yeah. if you have a question on something, call yeah. we will get you an answer right. it's it's better for somebody to have more information than it is to guess yeah. and assume and create their you own never, yes. yeah. or create their own stories if, which if is all you have i to tend do, to do that a lot <laughs> if all you have to do is pick up a phone and ask a question yeah it can be so much easier and it might be something we don't even think of and then right. we go and look it up to right. make sure that we know but we would certainly rather answer questions like this yeah. than just have people kind of hearing things mm -hmm. out there on their own yeah. and, and saying well i i think it's that way right no 
check it out. And that's yeah. kind of where we were last week. And that's why we we're like, you know what? We're going to we're going to do that gonna, work for yeah. everybody else. So all <laughs> you have to do is tune in and listen to our questions. And of course, if if anything that we've discussed here today has brought up, you know, questions from you, like Jason mm-hmm. said, give them a call. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the information is there uh, and it's for everybody to to know and to understand. Right. Yeah. So I think this cleared it up uh, a little bit more for me. And I'm hoping for Brent as well. Uh, we really appreciate your time uh, and your explanation. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. And you did fill those shoes wonderfully I will <laughs> yes. say good deal. Yeah. good deal so as our second guest we thank you so much oh. it was so nice talking to you yeah <laughs> thank you, thank you All right. both that does it for today's coffee <laughs> talk we'll catch you back here next time Tower Pizza and Mexican offers a full menu of pizza wings and Mexican favorites try the shrimp tacos fajitas or a Jeff's special pizza extra sauce pepperoni sausage ham and mushrooms all on their homemade crust Tower Pizza and Mexican 2701 Broadway Quincy Are you looking for the perfect venue for your next special event? Check out Utopia Event Center. Utopia has a large banquet room and an awesome bar area, perfect for anything from birthday parties to formal corporate meetings. It also offers a photo booth, stage for a DJ or a live band, and a fully stocked bar, all for only $300. Check us out at utopiaeventcenter.com or call Barn at 217-430-6559 for more information. Utopia Event Center, 900 North 12th Street in Quincy. Kelly's has been a fun place to eat and drink in Quincy since 1982. A fun and friendly atmosphere, food with flavor, homemade cinnamon rolls, and famous cheese soup. The best menu in town. Kelly's, 2902 Broadway, Quincy. Welcome to the Abbey, a Quincy tradition. With six big screens, a new larger kitchen, and now more seating capacity, the Abbey is the place to be before, during, and after the big game. Come enjoy fan-favorite appetizers, steaks, burgers, and a variety of daily food and drink specials. Can't join us? Carryout is available too. Now with a convenient drive-up window to better serve you. 1736 Spring in Quincy. Opens at 3 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday. Come join all your friends at the Abbey, a Quincy tradition. Muddy River News, our home, our news.